<laughs> Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Seavers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. Thank you, Pastor Corey, for throwing me off there at the beginning of the I podcast. I always love to get Tim so, laughing right before a podcast. silly to get me I messed up. I snuck it in right you at did, the last right, second. Right at the last second. It, it was, was not fair. It was just a one-word joke that got Tim laughing. Internal joke. Sorry. Maybe we'll we'll tell you what that joke is by the end of the podcast. Stay listening. It's hard but to say. Welcome to our podcast. Uh, if you listen to us before or or not, I'll tell you what we're about. Uh, we we uh, we talk about what's going on at Palouse Federated Church uh, here in wonderful Palouse, Washington. Usually, we also talk about the scripture coming up for our Sunday sermon, and we hope that's a blessing for you out there. Some of you may not be able to go to Bible study. Some of you may just want to think about the the scripture more um but it connects with our weekly sermon and we're in the book of acts yeah following the early church particularly the apostle paul uh, and his journeys and we're in acts 24 um and that's what we're going to talk about today acts 24 1 through what 21 tim is that yeah, where we're that sounds right yeah yeah so uh that's the main thing i want to talk about today is the scriptures um Anything else we need to talk about? I don't know. Do you have any jokes or anything? Um, I don't know. No, I mean, I have some Chuck Norris jokes lingering out there. Lingering you Chuck know, Norris jokes? Chuck Norris is the reason the Loch Ness Monster's hiding, you know, that kind of stuff. Oh, you okay. know, yeah. Um, Pluto's not a planet because Chuck Norris roundhouse kicked it, you know. <laughs> is that even funny? I don't think so. Okay, uh, stuff like that. Okay, I you have know. a joke. You have a joke? Yeah, okay. it might not be good. But okay. I have a joke. What do you call a cow that doesn't give milk? I don't know. A milk dud. <laughs> a milk dud. No, no, wait. It's it's That's another funny. it's another failure. Oh, was that a double joke? It's a double joke. I love double jokes. Yeah. Yeah. You you can you know you can rarely get that triple or quadruple joke without it being really bad. You'd be out pained, yeah. a little yeah. pained. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's like when you're skipping rocks. Nobody just wants it to skip once. You know, you want it to skip that's, twice. That's my life, though. I'm like the one skip. You can't one. skip rocks? No, I can, but not very often do I get a really good one. Oh, I man. Mean, I want a nice eight. An eight skipper? Eight skipper. Well, when I was a kid, we my uh, grandparents had a cabin on Priest Lake. We're, we're, we're veering off topic here, yeah, but but we, we would go down to, the, to the lakefront, and there was wonderful skipping rocks in this one place, and it was... It was forest service land that just happened to border my, my grandparents and just you know a little sliver of paradise that wasn't developed on, Priest Lake and so you know you could you could get this rocky beach and oh man we would just skip rocks for an hour two hours three hours, uh, at a time and that was that was just wonderful very peaceful skipping yeah, rocks yeah, we it was just great to get, the perfect flat skipping rock you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And then just wing it out there, and it goes, and you don't even know how many times it goes. That's really good. That's but right. the lake has to be just right. Yeah. The rock has to be right, and then you have to throw it right. You know, the the bad thing is when you have a skipping rock, and you think... Oh, this is going to be great. Yes. And then you mess up the throw. And it goes, just sinks, yeah. and you think, that rock's out there for all eternity. <laughs> yeah. now. Nobody's going to skip that rock again. Yeah. Anyway. Well, okay. Hope. Maybe maybe a wave will bring it back. No, I don't, I don't think so. No, no. no. You it's throw over. Way out it's over. It's over. Okay. Well, so, anyway, we're in Acts. We're in Acts. We're not s- skipping over any passage. No. Uh-huh. No. Nice transition. Yeah. And uh, we are following Paul. And Paul has been in custody uh, by the Romans. And his life was threatened. He got, he got rescued. 
from a murderous plot. Um, and now he, or conspiracy, we could say. And yes. now he is in the, the city of Caesarea Maritima, uh, not to be confused with Caesarea Philippi. Uh, Caesarea Maritima uh, is on the coast of the Mediterranean, and it's a Roman city, an outpost. It was built by Herod the Great as kind of a gift to the Roman emperor at the time. Uh, but he is in custody, and there's a guy named Felix uh, that he has to, I guess, defend himself in front of. Felix is the governor, mm-hmm. and governor and judge are kind of one and the same for most things at that time. Um, and so the his accusers that are represented by the chief priests and the, um, the hired gun, the hi- well, the elders. <laughs> yeah, they get a hired gun named Tertullus. That's right. Yes. Named Tertullus, and um, and so Ananias is the chief priest and uh, our high priest, and he and the elders get this other guy Tertullus to make the case against Paul, and then Paul has to uh, defend himself, and that's kind of our section for today. Is just us. I, a summary of Tertullus's case against Paul and a summary of Paul's defense of himself, right? Right. Yeah. So is that pretty, I mean, is that all we have to say? Okay, that's it. Yeah. <coughs> well, see you on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so what, why so. study a section like this, isn't it? And in fact, why would Luke even care to write this down like a, a court proceeding? What, what is important to know besides for the history nerds who just want to know everything about yeah, what happened. Yeah. I get that. Kind yeah, of a history nerd. We're one of those. Yeah, we're you're a history nerd. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but besides that, like why did the Holy Spirit inspire Luke, who wrote this book, to include this? I mean, what are we what are we supposed to know here? What do you think? What do you what jump what's Gosh, been jumping out well, to you as you study this section? Because Tim preaches this section too. Sunday is that. at one thirty PM in Pullman at Bishop Place. <laughs> And he studies this in depth. So Yes, and I preach not nearly as well and not nearly as long. So if either of those appeal to you, uh, you should come join us. I have heard otherwise. <laughs> I have heard you preach with great humor well, and short, you I do try. preach it shorter. shorter, but... Intentionally. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, when he preaches here, though, holy I'll moly. give you a run for your money. Oh, you know, my goodness. Uh, wow. Um, you know, I like... Uh, well, I just... You know, Paul being called upon again and again to give his defense, and here he is. Uh, you know, he certainly doesn't have the easy life uh, that we might we might hope for our Christian missionaries. Yeah. Uh, he, he keeps Anything finding himself in trouble, life, yeah. and, and, and like you said, he's, you know, rescued from death numerous times, and, um, you know, struck again by the way God orchestrates his plan, uh, to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Um, back a couple chapters ago, um, God told Paul that he would testify uh, in Rome as he had testified about the truth in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And as you as you read the scriptures after that, you think he's never going to make it to Rome. He's never going to yeah. make it to Rome because he's trying to get they, the... The, people the Jewish dead. people try to kill him several times, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, through a last week we talked about how this conspiracy was made to um, to kill him, and how God orchestrated people and events in such a way to rescue Paul out of that and deliver him to Felix, <coughs> and and 
we get to this section and he's going to give his testimony before Felix and um and he's going to and you're kind of left with the same question though cuz you know is he ever going to get to Rome? Right. <laughs> I think, uh, well, I guess that's a little bit Next week, he ends up staying, you know, for a couple of years, it yeah, turns yeah. out, you know. Yeah. But God orchestrates his plan in strange ways and and gives Paul an opportunity to share the gospel wherever he yeah. goes. And so I really like that. And just it, It's a big thing that we could miss because it's right in front of our face. But this Apostle Paul is now, because he has to defend himself, he has an audience with a major political figure, yeah. figure of Rome. And has all this access, even though he's a prisoner, um, he has access that he couldn't have otherwise gotten. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, he was a Roman citizen, but it's not like if he was just a common Roman citizen, he could have just walked in and said, I'd like to schedule a meeting with Felix. Yeah, Can I get a meeting uh, with Felix the governor? Probably wouldn't have happened. The, no, the no. only reason he's getting a meeting with Felix the governor is because he's on trial. Yeah. And that's probably not uh on most of our wish lists but uh god no god yeah. orchestrates it as you yeah. said for for, and it's for so, his purpose and it's so, so encouraging too to see paul even in the mid, in the midst of everything that he faces how he stays so on message yeah always taking every opportunity to share the just gospel. like you tim just, on yeah. message no. I am not as on message as no, Paul you're pretty is, on but, message um, I think Tim you know taking the opportunity to share the gospel wherever he can and no matter the circumstances and I think that's a great encouragement to us uh, in our lives today yeah. no matter what we're facing to take the opportunities that are given to us to share about how God is working in our lives and how uh, and his plan to rescue and restore us yeah and as Peter says, I think it's Peter says, uh, be ready to give a reason for the hope that you have. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul seems ready to do that. It's Peter oh, yeah. In one, but, uh, and, but it's Paul elsewhere says, do not, do not weary of, of doing good. You know, yeah. keep, yeah. And I think I would be pretty weary. It's just like, because I, um, I think I often define my life by circumstances or what's happening. I know I shouldn't. And, and I, I fight against that. Uh, but, if you were to look at circumstances, like I've been arrested, my own my own ethnic people don't like me. Uh, what am yeah, I? How come, I how come I, Paul doesn't give up? I mean, yeah, yeah. he could get out of this, you know, if he just stopped preaching the gospel. Yeah. And he doesn't have to, no, you know, he, face all this adversity. Right, and, but he doesn't weary know, in doing he good. He know. perseveres, and it's a great example to us. And he stays on message, and and he doesn't compromise his ethics either. I think no, that's no. an important lesson, you know. I know we live in a day where all our politicians and leaders live by high ethical standards. Okay, okay, but I've got to hold back. Imagine, imagine <laughs> it, living in a world where the leaders didn't have high ethics. Like Felix is not a super ethical guy that Paul's meeting before. Yeah. And and Tertullus, this other, this lawyer essentially, this spokesman hired gun that Paul's going up against, he compromises his ethics if he has any. He basically is kiss in the rear end can we say that yeah, yeah. Uh, is that a french term uh of, of of felix and he's buttering him up and and he gives half truth half truth yeah and but paul sticks to the truth he doesn't butter up uh felix he he um you know he just any he, and he stays true to his conscience before god that's much more important to him than just winning the case maybe he could have 
found some easy way out of this, um, you know, or like you said, just said, you know what? I'm done with the gospel. This is really rough life. Yeah, it's not worth that. But you know? this is what he believes. This is who he is. And this is who we should be as Christians. It's like we we preach Christ uh, and him crucified and resurrected, whether it's popular or not. And uh, we do that with humility, but we do that with boldness. And I think uh, that's what we see in, in Paul's demonstration here, uh, or his defense, I should say. Um, yeah. Um, what else do you see here? Oh boy! Do you need to so, look at it? You well, got, you know, yeah. I've, I've been reading ahead, so I have to refresh. You ahead? Yeah, I, that's good. Well, I read ahead. That doesn't mean that I'm ahead. Well, ahead, reading you know, ahead is but, good. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's all part of the same story. It is. So it's I have a hard time story. stopping. You know, when you get to the end yeah. of the section, it's like, well, what, what happens you, you next? Know, you know? That's a good point. If, if any of you are listening to this, don't feel constrained to the section we're on. I. I read the book, the whole book of Acts. Read the whole chapter. You can, you know, read big sections. Get big picture because that's always good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, one of the things that's interesting, I guess, is kind of, um, <clears throat> I guess, the argument that Tertullus makes as he 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 comes before Felix and he talks about how Paul is a leader of a sect of the Nazarenes, and he's trying to. Uh, He's, you know, there's that, uh, when elsewhere in scripture, we read that, you know, nothing good comes from Nazareth. And, right. and so he's kind of, it's kind of a manipulating this, um, you know, manipulating Felix to have a bad feeling about, um, about Paul being a leader of the sect of the Nazarenes. And of course, Jesus was from Nazareth and that's where it's all kind of tied in. But it's interesting how that comes into the story, uh, cause kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, mm. And then Paul doesn't, he says, you're right, I am. Uh, I think that's that's interesting too, that he says, you're right, I am a leader of that, you know, of the Nazarenes, basically. Um, he doesn't say the not, word. No, but... but yeah, um, yeah, he doesn't deny that he doesn't he's a follower deny of Jesus. He's, no, he's a no. follower of Jesus. So. He doesn't, but Tertullus puts it in the worst possible Oh, yeah, yeah. Making it kind of almost sound like a militia coming out of exactly, the hill country, yeah, you know. Yeah. He's one of those... Hillbilly guys from the Nazarene or Nazareth area. You don't want to mess with him. You know, just he's worthless. Basically, Nazareth had a bad reputation. Yeah. Uh, maybe we would think of it as a, a breeding ground for uh, militias or something. You know, bad bad folk. The people that that uh, Romans would like. Oh, okay, yeah, that. But uh, thankfully, thankfully, Felix doesn't buy that argument. But Paul. Paul doesn't deny being a follower of the Nazarene, right, Jesus right. Christ. But in fact, he says, I'm a member of the way. The, way. the yeah. way. And the way is an early name for what we think of as Christianity. Right. The yeah. church. Um, because Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. And following him means you're in His, in the way that he wants you to, to live, you know. Um, so... That's that's yeah, I I think that is an interesting tidbit there, um, that Tertullus brings up, the Nazarenes, yeah. those dirty Nazarenes. He doesn't say that. Not in so many words, Not but so many the way words. that he does it, it, clearly he's using it to cast Paul in a in a poor light and to cast aspersion on his belief system. Yeah, uh, what what would we've talked a little bit about how we could apply this to ourselves, but what would 
you know, a person coming to this, what encouragement can they get uh, for their daily life? Let's, they're not a missionary. They're very unlikely, unless they're in another country where Christianity is illegal. They're very unlikely to be on trial for their, for their faith, faith with yeah. a, an yeah. attorney going against them. Maybe they'll have somebody in their family that doesn't appreciate their faith. But what's the well, application no, I, that comes out of this for our life? Well, I think one of the... Um, you know, we were just talking in our previous podcast about our spiritual growth plan and about bold and humble sharing. And um, that's really evident in the way that Paul uh, lives his life, uh, bold and humbly sharing the gospel. And so I think this is yet another example and encouragement for us to have a boldness about what we believe, uh, to share it uh, in humility and in love, and and let God do what he's going to do with it. Right. You know? Yeah, um, amen. So I think that's one of the lessons we can pull out of this for sure. I think, you know, standing, uh, having faith in the midst of adversity um, in God. I mean, Paul is clearly in, in the midst of adversity uh, yet again, you know, again under house arrest, and yet he maintains his faithfulness to God, and he is steadfast. Uh, he's steadfast in his faith in God, and God is steadfast in his faithfulness to Paul. And yeah. He, and he continues to work his plan, and uh, and and Paul trusts that that's going to happen. Yeah. That's awesome, and and so just trusting, and even when it doesn't look like it's going to work out, just trusting that God is God is good and God's got a plan and and yeah uh, you know I adding to that I really think it's the same point just maybe a different angle is that uh, God doesn't really care about unlikely odds you know because yeah. I, I sometimes I think of things in terms of odds I'm not a gambler or anything but but you know if you were just to measure this with odds like if you put this before the the uh, you know uh, guys at Las Vegas like who's gonna win this case? Well, you've got it's rigged almost. I mean, you've got Felix who, who kind of owes Ananias, and he wants to keep the Jewish leadership happy and contained. You've got Tertullus as a hired gun who maybe is a Roman and probably has a lot more in common with Felix than Paul does. You, you know, you've got Paul as, you know, he's the outsider. You know, so you've got it. It just seems like a stacked stacked case um and there's no way that it really should go in paul's advantage and it i'm not saying he does actually win either the weird thing about the end of the story if you read it and i encourage you to read it acts 24 uh is tertullus doesn't really win paul doesn't get punished but paul doesn't really win in a worldly sense he stays in confinement And yet, the kingdom of God wins because its enemies didn't get the win they wanted. And Paul has an audience with Romans that he can share the gospel with. Including, we're going to see in the next story, Felix and Felix's wife. Uh, and, And so it's just odds you know sometimes we look at life and what are the odds this this is never going to work out this can't be used for good you know um i'll never get a chance to share the faith with that person they'll never be open to it you know (laughs) they've got all the advantages i've got all the disadvantages 
And God says to all that kind of thinking, he says, I don't even work like that. Follow your clear conscience, stick with your ethics, keep believing and trusting me, and I have a way of working things out, you know? Yeah. And it might look very different than we expect. <laughs> it always looks very different. Yeah. Than but he has expect. a way of working things out. Yeah. And, Amen. And so we better wrap it up, man. Unless you have anything else. Another no. bad joke. No, I don't have any more bad jokes. No, I just saved that milk one. Dud. I liked that one, though. Yeah. You got any turtle jokes? Nope. Or? <laughs> no. No? No. 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 Okay. No. Do you? Um, yeah. You want to end with it? Sure. Okay, you do you do your part where you say this is Corey and Tim, and and then you'll tell the jerk. Yeah, joke. joke. Yeah, okay. it's not a jerk. Sorry, I misspoke. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> That's a Freudian slip. He's like, oh, Corey is such a jerk. That was not <laughs> what it was about. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, and I'll ask your forgiveness no, right here on air. You're you know, for making that. Okay, okay. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our hilltop studio in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington. Uh, wishing you a blessed week. Knock knock. Who's there? Turtle. Turtle who? Turtle us. Turtle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>